video will be an examination of some of the world's top magicians. Almost everyone believes that the best magicians in the world only use incredibly quick sleight of hand to perform their quote tricks. Many have the impression that the top magicians are just so good at what they do that there's a natural explanation for their performances, even if we can't see it or figure it out. In other words, most believe that there must be a non-spiritual explanation for all the apparent signs and wonders magicians perform. While this may be the correct conclusion for some of the quote magic that people generally see, there are other magic acts that clearly go beyond the laws of nature. Here is a young magician that can make CDs instantly appear. He will also change their size, shape, and color. Notice that the magic show he performs on is blasphemously called quote God Hands 2. <laughs> For example, there is no way without supernatural assistance that cards can instantly appear in someone's hands out of thin air. But as you can see, that is exactly what is happening. Yet most will still insist, despite the clear evidence to the contrary, that these magic acts do have an explanation that doesn't require the supernatural to be involved. They will say that being this good at magic is only the result of a tremendous amount of hard work which has enabled them to perfect their craft. But that can't be the real explanation for how these individuals are able to perform this kind of magic. In this day and age, they still think magicians use their sleeves. So all you do is cast a spell. And there's the A's to They could only perform these signs and wonders with the assistance of spiritual forces. As we will see, this has even been admitted by the top magicians. In this video, I will provide overwhelming evidence that most of the top magicians, whether they know it or not, are possessed and that they are certainly assisted by demons or fallen angels. Some may ask how I believe these magicians became possessed and fell under such demonic control. Most of them became possessed by attempting to contact spirits or by fooling around with the occult. Some of them may have sold their souls to the devil. In return, the devil gave them special power, fame, and fortune in this world. Assistance from the devil and demons is the way these magicians have acquired these special quote magic skills which makes them different from regular magicians who aren't necessarily receiving spiritual intervention. The spiritual assistance and intervention of demons is the only explanation for how the world's top magicians are able to do what they do. In this video you will see many examples of false signs and wonders performed by many of the top magicians in the world. This will prove that a spiritual world exists. I've just seen some footage of magicians referred to as card manipulators. Cards instantly appear in their hands, and they don't appear there from any known natural source. This is similar to another kind of magic called face changing, also called mask changing. In face changing, what look like masks instantly appear on the faces of the performers. The so-called art form of face changing originated in China. Even though more than 1.35 billion people live in China, it is estimated that only about 200 practice face changing. We will take a closer look at arguably the top two face changers in the world, Wei Shu Quan and He Hong Queen. Quan is considered to be the best face changer in the world. For example, in one of his three-minute performances, he changed his face 60 different times. It's quite obvious from looking at different performances by Quan that he could change his face 500 different times in three minutes. Take a look at this guy. He doesn't even touch his face. Notice how every single time he changes his quote mask, it is placed perfectly in his face. 
covering his eyes and nose every single time. Kwan also said that the man who taught him this secretive practice was destined to teach him face changing. Kwan went on to say that he was taught face changing in only three days. Kwan and other face changers will even interact with the audience and change their face right in front of them. Kwan spoke about one of his shows in which three cameras were set up to record his performance. The cameramen were attempting to discover how he makes the rapid changes. Two cameras were right in front of him, while one followed from behind. Nevertheless, they still couldn't find anything that gave them any insight into how he is able to change his face so quickly. If someone believes his process of changing the masks is natural, he would have to be storing them somewhere, right? But face changers like Quan take off their hat after their performance. And you can see that there are any masks in the hat wear. You can look at it. There isn't even one mask inside their hat. So where are they storing the masks? Notice how tight the out is below the neck. Obviously the masks aren't being placed there either. What's really happening is that the masks are actually disappearing instantly. That's why even to this video camera in the world has ever picked up even one clue as to how their quote masks are changing. No one has been able to give a natural explanation for how these face changers are able to do what they do. The only explanation is a spiritual one. In these clips also notice that various face changers use a hat with horns on it. He Hung Queen is the fastest face changer in China. No two horns on top of his hat. One skeptic is baffled by how he changes his face as quickly as he does. But the skeptic doesn't believe it's supernatural. He explained to the viewing audience that others have tried to slow the recording down to figure out how he does it. But he says that there is no point in doing that because the magician is just quote too good at what he does. One cameraman admitted that he adjusted his camera to capture how the changes were being made. But he couldn't pick up any clues as to how it's being done. The real explanation for how the instant changes are made is that they happen with the assistance of demons. World famous face changer Quan said quote face changing is a very secretive art form. Quan will not only change his face over again during his performances, but he will also instantly change the color of his entire outfit. So where is he getting the new outfits that he's instantly changing into? There's no place for him to store the outfits or the masks. How is he able to switch and move the outfits and the masks perfectly in the blink of an eye? If people are looking for a natural explanation for these acts, they won't find one. There's simply no natural explanation for the instant transformation of his garments or masks, let alone both. In this clip, face changer He Hung Queen makes an interesting statement about how the instantaneous changes are made. Actually, what is amazing about face changing is its mystery. Through performance and movements, performers are in effect playing with magic. In fact, face changing is a kind of magic. He essentially admits that face changing is supernatural when he says that face changing is quote playing with magic. We will now look at statements from other top magicians who admit that their magic comes from spirits. It needs to be pointed out that God has clearly revealed that to contact unknown spirits or to quote chant them is mortally sinful. It's activity he condemns. Those who do so open themselves up to demons and invite them to take possession of their souls. David Copperfield is the most famous magician in history. 
Copperfield has openly admitted that spirits are solely responsible for some of his magic. Copperfield has also traveled the world collecting items which people say are haunted. He has spent millions collecting these magic items. You see, I've been uh, traveling around the world collecting artifacts, items that people say are haunted. See, if you concentrate hard enough, you can awaken the spirits inside these objects and cause the objects to move without explanation. And I brought one of those objects with me tonight. It's that table over there, folks. Pick up the table and bring it down here. And everybody, get down on one knee. Just keep your fingertips lightly in contact with that table. With your eyes right here in the center. Right here at the center of the table. Don't press down. Exactly. We're going to try to concentrate and awaken the spirits inside this table and cause it to rise up into our fingertips. But it's important you follow my instructions exactly. Concentrate right here. Very slow. Stand up in slow motion. Feel it rise. Feel that table rise. Slower, slower. Feel it rise. Then it will rise. Listen carefully now. Lift up both hands. Put them back. Catch it. Bring it up. Bring it up. Bring it up. Bring it up. And this table will do whatever we tell it to do. Table, come this way. Come on, table. Move this way. Come on. You feel it move. Move with it. This way. Come on, I have an incredible museum of, of magic that's uh, uh, dealing with all the artifacts of all the great magicians of the past. Uh, uh, their posters, their programs, their, their books, hundreds of thousands of uh, magic books. Welcome to my secret, top secret, the International Museum and Library of the Conjuring Arts. This uh, belongs to Keller, Dean Thurston. Uh, all the great masters of the past. I just bought this big magic collection mm -hmm. um, that was about to get split up and kind of uh, either split up and, or sent out of the country. And one of the first things, uh, one of the greatest things in the collection is this first magic book. And the reason it was written was because uh, it's called The Discovery of Witchcraft. It was written in 1584. Copperfield founded the International Museum and Library of the Conjuring Arts. The museum comprises approximately 80,000 items of magic history. It is reportedly the world's largest collection of magic memorabilia. Some appraisers have estimated Copperfield's magic collection alone to be $100 million. One of the items in the collection treasured by Copperfield is the remaining portion of a house of prostitution. During a storm that swept through the area, the house of prostitution was struck by lightning and all the prostitutes were killed. The presence of ghosts and spirits have been documented for centuries. In 1931, the Barclay House mysteriously burned to the ground. All of its occupants perished in the fire, but some say they live on. Do you believe in ghosts? If you don't, before the night's over, we might change your mind. I'm David Copperfield, and welcome to A Night of Magic. We're going to show you an old newsreel. Back in 1927, the old Barclay House was sold at auction to a stranger, a lady from out of state. Soon the whole town realized the house became home to a number of working girls who were entertaining gentlemen callers in the evening. Barclay House became the local scandal, and none of the townsfolk ever spoke of it, except to curse it. As if their dreams came true, a storm swept through the state, and lightning struck the Barclay House. The house and all the ladies of the night perished in the fire. All that was left was one piece of the structure, the upper room that somehow escaped the destruction. Well, I was able to get the remains of that room and reconstruct it here on stage with us tonight just so we could see if anything else survived. We took the actual wood from the Barclay House and built a room that could be opened and closed for examination. And that's just what we're about to do. Our folks from the audience, uh, step right over here. I want you to check out the inside, make sure nothing tricky about it. Just a bunch of walls that open and close and nothing more, okay? 
You see, there are no material objects in the spirit world, so we have to provide the spirits with objects so they can show their presence. Tonight I'm going to be the medium, the go-between between the spirit world and our world. So if anything should take place inside our room, I want you to be sure it's the spirits and not me using any trickery. But it's important that I can't move. Do you examine the room? Is it free of any trickery? Fine. And after you've done that, check the knots in my back and my neck. Make sure they're still secure. And once you're satisfied, stand outside the room. So you can see around the sides and behind, making it impossible for anyone to enter or leave the room. Now, no self-respecting spirit will show themselves in the light, so we're going to the darkness with this curtain. And see if we can make the spirits manifest themselves inside the room. Copperfield also calls out to the spirits to take a coat. And the coat is taken instantly from its location and placed on Copperfield's body even though he can't move his arms and is tied to a chair. And you stand over there, and both of you step over there. Make sure nothing enters or leaves that room. Our next experiment is very strange. We found the doors to the empty room, and listen carefully. You can hear sounds from inside. Very strange sounds. It's as if the ladies of the house aren't aware that they're dead. Their spirits have been trapped inside all these years. Now they're crying to be free. Let me show you what I mean. Shall we? Everyone be still. spirits are familiar with and we're going to use them to enclose ourselves inside the room hold up your hands we're going to hand you the curtains very good we're going to lift the curtains and try to arouse the spirits lift the curtains Copperfield is listed in the Guinness Book of World Records as the most popular solo entertainer in history. He has sold more tickets than any other solo entertainer in history. His world tours and Vegas shows have grossed 4 billion and counting. Copperfield's face is on the postage stamps of six different countries. Copperfield's website says, quote, David's proudest achievement, however, is Project Magic, a program that uses magic as therapy in a thousand hospitals in 30 countries worldwide. Copperfield got involved in magic at the age of 10. When I did magic, I, I found I could do it very well. By age 12, he became the never to be a Society of American Magicians. Copperfield's official website described him as, quote, already an accomplished conjurer by the age of 12. At 16, he was a professor at New York University teaching magic. Copperfield has done many magic acts that have gone down in history as some of the most astounding of all time. In this magic act aired on national television in 2001, Copperfield throws a ball behind his head into the audience. He then asks the woman who got the ball to close her eyes and throw the ball anywhere she wants. She throws the ball, and it is caught by a man. Copperfield then asks that person what his initials are. He says T.S. Do that right now. Brett, say hi to T.S. Hey, T.S. He then tells him to write T.S. on his arm using a black marker. Copperfield then takes a Polaroid picture of him, 
and some other members of the audience. He then has one at the bottom of the picture. At that point, Copperfield and an audience member get into an exposed thin steel cage, and they disappear right in front of the thousands of audience members. They teleport 4,000 miles away to a beach in Hawaii where they have a live camera set up. Copperfield then shows the audience back in Memphis the Polaroid picture he just took with audience members, as well as the TS marking on his arm. Copperfield then teleports back to Memphis, appearing instantly in the midst of the crowd. Copperfield shows some sand he grabbed from the beach during his trip. In the same event in Memphis, Copperfield made a coin fall in slow motion in a person's hand. He also caused a picture to move on paper. Copperfield also hated audience members during this same show. Over the years, Copperfield has let people. We floated people outside in broad daylight. This is a This is nothing. Want to go again? He has even flown through the air while proving that he doesn't have any cables or wires attached. Even carry a person into the air with him as he flies around. Copperfield has included random members of his live audience in his magic acts throughout the decades. For example, in this act, he asked to borrow a tie from a young member of the audience. Jake, step over here, Jake. Can I borrow your tie? Do you mind? I promise to return it to you later. Copperfield then moves the tie around in ways that are absolutely impossible without supernatural assistance. <laughs> Tie then appears to move on its own. At the end of his act with the tie, he places it in a closed box where it continues to move around. In 2012, Copperfield did an online interview. One person asked Copperfield, quote, are you the devil? Copperfield responded to the question not by answering no, but by saying, quote, I don't think so. Copperfield has worked a number of, quote, miracles over the decades. Copperfield also walked through the Great Wall of China. During this event, the camera never cut away at any time.
he did this in front of witnesses standing right above the wall. Before Copperfield decides to come out completely on the other side of the wall, he only puts his hands through the wall. He then puts his hands back into the wall. A short time after that, he decides to go completely through the wall. then congratulated by the witnesses who saw what he did. Here's an article that ranks the top 10 magicians of all time in their opinion. David Copperfield is listed as the greatest magician of all time. Coming in as the second greatest magician of all time according to this list is Harry Houdini. Houdini died on quote Halloween in 1926. This is a picture of Houdini's grave with magician Chris Angel standing on top of it. This is one of Houdini's poster ads. Look at all the demons on the poster. Poster ads have been used by magicians over the last 100 years as a way to get customers and others to come out to see their performances. Ranking at number 4 and 6 on the list are Chris Angel and David Blaine. They will be covered later in this video. Robert Houdin, a famous French magician who died in 1871, is ranked number 7. This is a French book of writings from Houdin titled, quote, How One Becomes a Sorcerer. Notice the demons, especially the large one right behind Houdin. This is another picture in which demons are holding up a picture of Houdin. Number 8 on this list is Harry Blackstone Sr. Blackstone was a famous American magician. He became well known for his performances in the 1930s and 1940s. In Blackstone's poster ads like this one from the 1930s, you can find the clear depiction of demons. On this poster from Magician Blackstone, he has 126 demon faces covering the border of the poster ad. In this poster, Blackstone is depicted dressed as a devil. Blackstone's son, Harry Blackstone Jr., also became a famous American magician. He died in 1997 and, like his dad, became one of the most famous magicians in history. In this magic act, Blackstone caused a light bulb to light up without electricity and float in the air. He actually pushes the light bulb out into the audience directly in front of their eyes. On this list is the magician Dante. He was considered the greatest magician in the world when he died in 1955. Take a look at Dante's poster ad in which a demon is holding playing cards. It also shows a demon whispering in his ear. This is a clip of one of Dante's performances. Notice that he appears in front of a large of the devil. There she rests. She could remain there for hours, should I so desire. But watch. Margo, hear me. Are you ready? Rain, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, for your pleasure, my assistants and I will present the famous Hindu rope trick. In this poster, notice how the demonic figure behind Dante looks just like him. You can see that there is at least one demon in all of these Dante poster ads. There were many other famous magicians of the last century, such as the famous American magician Howard Thurston. He died in 1936 and he was considered one of the most famous magicians of his time. 
According to reports, Thurston would have people pick cards out of a deck. He would then put the cards back into the deck and shuffle them. He would then correctly select the cards that had been chosen by making them rise out of the pack one by one. Notice the demon whispering into his ear on his 1914 promotional poster. Charles Carter was another famous magician. He also died in 1936. He called himself the Great. Some other prominent American magicians were Grover George who died in 1958 and Harry Keller who died in 1922. You are probably noticing a common theme with the poster ads for these famous magicians from the last century. In every single one of these poster ads, there is at least one demon being depicted. This indicates that these magicians knew exactly where they were getting the power to perform their signs and wonders. That is, from demons. The poster ads for these magicians clearly portray demons playing the key role in how these magic acts are being accomplished. The posters clearly demonstrate that these magicians were nothing more than sorcerers used by the devil. This is a modern magic book called Tricks of the Mind. It's a book written by Darren Brown, a current European magician and hypnotist. Brown, an open homosexual, is pictured on the cover. Notice the incredible similarity to what we just saw over and over again in the poster ads of famous magicians from the last century. Demons on the cover next to the ear giving information. Here is an ad for one of Brown's performances. Notice the demons right near him again whispering information into his ear. The demons give the magicians the information. Brown's 2005 tour show was called, quote, Something Wicked This Way Comes. For his 2011 and 2012 Svengali tour, Brown proclaimed the, quote, wonders of the occult. Brown produced a small book for the tour which he currently sells. Brown also depicts himself with a devil's tail. Brown also sold a video of his different tricks which he called, quote, the devil's picture book. As just stated, Darren Brown is well known throughout the world for his magic. He is also known for conducting things like seances on live TV. A seance is an occult ritual in which people attempt to make contact with the dead in order to receive messages from spirits. Hans Klock from Holland is one of the biggest magicians in Europe. He's also an open homosexual. He was chosen to perform for the opening of the 2006 Soccer World Cup in Germany. He made the trophy appear out of thin air in a glass cage. An estimated 5 million watched his performance. Famous American magician David Blaine's interest in magic began at the age of four. He was given an occult tarot card deck. Blaine talks about this deck in his book Mysterious Stranger, quote, My grandmother had given my mother an amazing deck of tarot cards. I played with those cards wherever I was. Here is a picture of a tarot card from a deck that Blaine describes as, quote, beautiful in his book Mysterious Stranger. Tarot cards are representations of occult teachings with pictures. Magic is all I wanted to do since I was a little kid. That was my only dream. Yeah, you know all the different cards in the deck. Right. Okay, so what you'll do is touch one, but do not, do not let me see it. So just, yeah, so just... So just pull it out or just touch, touch one? Touch one, all right. whatever. Okay. Which one? This one? This one. Are you sure? Yeah. Do you want to check? Is that the one? Yeah. Should we show it to the camera? Oh, okay, yeah, good, good idea. And you can't yeah. see it. Give me clue that there's nothing here. Okay, okay. well, here, let's, let's use your card. Let me just rip a... Rip a little piece off. Okay. Hold this. Nothing up my sleeve, just seeing the pieces. Okay. It's gone. Where, well, where did that, 
<laughs> Where's the rest of it? Can I go in through here? Yeah, where, so where, where did you get it? All right. Okay, can you... Well, where is it? You could have had any card and we just ripped a little piece of it. Right, right. Um, maybe reach into, your, reach into your pocket. Go ahead, reach into your far pocket. No, the far, far, far. Yeah, you this one? Sure. Just far away. Tell me if there's... Wait a minute. Are you serious? All the way in the bottom. What? How did you... How did you pull... To check if it's the right piece. Make sure it fits exactly. Maybe yeah, let it, me see as well. Yeah, it fits... It it's fits, a piece of... It fits just... perfectly. How did you... You didn't tie... <laughs> Well, now you freaked me out. You didn't touch me at all. I... And you can see all the, you know, all the different cards in the deck. Uh, mm -hmm. You can all see them. Looks like a regular deck. Good. And, and out of all the cards, just take, touch one. Take one out. Okay. Whichever. That one. Yeah. Okay, look at it. Okay. You want to let them see it as well? Okay. You know, I can see in the camera. Oh, you can? <laughs> all right, I ruined the trick. Do you know why you chose that? Because uh, you forced it on me? I don't know. No, no. When I gave you the Sharpie and I showed it to you. Yeah. Um, just start. Rub the low. Look at the low. Oh. Now look at that. You see what it says? Seven of spades. Watch. David Blaine has levitated and performed many, quote, miracles on the streets of numerous cities. Eliminate another suit, not the suit of your card. Eliminate another one. Club, eliminated. Look, I'm going to show you that I'm not kidding. Yours is a diamond, eliminated. Watch. First, I get rid of the spades because you said those first. See how they start to just disappear. Then I get rid of the See how they start to disappear. And I get rid of all the diamonds. <laughs> See, the whole deck disappears, all except for what's left, the hearts plus your card. So sign it. Sign, sign it. it. Yeah, yeah, put a signature. A real signature so I can't copy that. It's good. Now, hold on. Now, to make sure I, look, to make sure I don't cheat, okay. can you hold my wrist? You can hold it, yeah. See, now I can't do any sleight of hand. Okay. So I take your card. Yeah. And I place it, give or take, about middle, okay? Name. A suit other than a suit of your card to eliminate. So not diamonds. Hearts. Hearts? Yeah. Okay, so look, if I squeeze the deck, see how I make the cards start to just disappear? See how the whole deck starts to vanish? <laughs> see, every, everything disappears except for hearts, because the card will be signed. You can keep the... <laughs> Are you me? Here's the idea. Watch close. If I squeeze the deck to me, See, I make the cards start to vanish. See how all the cards start to just disappear? See, everything disappears except for hearts because that's what she thought of before. In his mysterious stranger, Blaine talks about a magic act he performed when he took a homeless man's cup of coffee. Blaine described the event, quote, holding it in both my hands, I muttered some weird incantations and the coffee in the cup turned into coins. Oh! Oh, do that one. oh, guys, that's, oh, that's your magic. <laughs> While visiting a prison in Louisiana, Blaine approached the prison door and bent the prison bars. In this clip, Blaine takes a lady's watch off her hand. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 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 heart, heart diamond, heart diamond. Then walks down the street to a jewelry store. 
I wanted to do something with the jewelry store always. It's closed, so we can't. I used to to imagine what would it be like if I could steal the stuff from the. He then tells the lady to look at the display case. She looks closely and sees that it is her watch. She realizes that the watch is no longer on her hand. That is my watch! Is that really your watch? Uh, yes, <laughs> Blaine then puts his hand through the window to grab the watch that had been on her hand. Here, come closer, come closer, come closer. Look, watch this. If I reach like this, see that? I reach through the window, see that? He then moves his hand back through the window without any damage to the window or his hand. It's my watch! The newspaper has a hole. Oh, look, the newspaper has a hole. Oh, look, the window does. I don't get it. Amazing. Amazing. I did. I did. That's so cool. This is your watch. Lane also promotes voodoo magic. And you remember the guys that used to do the voodoo? Yeah, magic has existed for thousands and thousands of years. Court jesters used to do it. Shamans would perform it. In Haiti, magic and voodoo are considered the same thing. David Blaine, Mysterious Stranger, quote, On our first night in Haiti, Abujo had arranged for us to film a voodoo ceremony. By the time the voodoo ceremony started, the temperature in that room had to be at least 120 degrees. Then I saw the human skulls and the full skeleton. The ceremony began and it was the most intense experience I'd ever had in my life. The heat, the music, the chanting, the stench of decaying flesh, it was otherworldly. People got up and drank some kind of potion and all of a sudden their eyes rolled back in their head. They broke into some weird ecstatic dance and then they fell down in a trance. David Blaine quotes, Sometimes I'll pull a hair out of my head and place it on the drawing of my hand before the match is lit. It's a convincing touch for someone who believes in voodoo. After he emerged from being buried alive underground for a week in 1999, Blaine told the crowd, quote, I saw something very prophetic, a vision of every race, every religion, every age group banding together, and that made all this worthwhile. To promote different religions banding together is complete apostasy from God. Here is Blaine's promotional poster for this event. Notice that the underground looks like hell. Here is a Blaine promotional poster for his act of being trapped in a solid block of ice for three days. Notice how Blaine embedded a skull on his platform. Here are some posters from another major event of Blaine. Notice the presence of demons. In 2002, Blaine stood atop a 100-foot pillar in the New York City area. The area for him to stand was less than two feet wide. He stood there for 35 hours straight with no safety net. I'm surprised he doesn't have a safety net on the bottom, just in case he falls. The wind blows or rain or something. There's nothing down there. He completed the act wearing a hoodie with a dragon prominently featured on the front. Apocalypse 12 verse 9, quote, And that great dragon was cast out, that old serpent who is called the devil and Satan who seduces the whole world. Let me try this. Let me, can I take this hat? You have something I can use as well? Just, Just anything. Place. Like, not a hat. Because what's that mean? Team? Give me something to take, though. Something to grab with. Something just so I could take, like, this. Look, watch. Look, look, look. You reach in, right? Make it pretend. Pretend you're reaching into the hat. No, no, but look. I make it seem like a Revelations verse 2 quote the dragon the old serpent which is the devil and Satan throughout his book mysterious stranger Blaine features pictures of dragons on the sides of the pages 
He also features a picture of the devil or a demon in agony surrounded by flames many times in his book. He never explains why he is promoting this picture. On the title page for chapter 8 of his book, Blaine has a picture of himself. Look at the shadow. The shadow for Blaine has horns on its head. Blaine is clearly telling is of the devil. Blaine has the look of demonic possession, a dark figure who in his own words produces works that are dark. Uh, I'm doing a one-man show in New York, which is a, an off-Broadway show that's going to be very dark and different than anything. Jesus says that those who are evil love darkness, walk in darkness, and are of the power of darkness. Paul repeatedly describes the devil's power as that of darkness. Now watch, ready? Are you an illusionist? Are you a trickster? What is it? Are you a stuntman? What are you? How would you describe yourself? Just a show. In one interview, Blaine flashed the eye of Horus marked on his hand. He said that it's his protection from death. Is this part of the show? This stare and the eyes and all that sort of thing? The eye in the hand. And what is that? What is the eye in the hand? Let's see that again. Protection. Protection. What does that mean? Protection from death. Oh. Horus is an Egyptian false god that worshipped by the Satanist Alistair Crowley. Crowley called himself the Beast 666 and was deeply involved in magic. Crowley also promoted human sacrifice, homosexuality, and other forms of sexual perversion. Crowley's main saying was, quote, do what thou wilt, all of the law. Satanism teaches that whatever you feel like you should do. Also, take a close look at the pentagram, the five-pointed star used by Crowley. This pentagram, along with the inverted pentagram, are both symbols used by Satanists and witches. A regular pentagram featured on a statue recently displayed by Satanists. This is the most famous magician in Japan, Cyril Takayama, known simply as Cyril. In this magic act, Cyril draws a pentagram using chalk. It's almost identical to the pentagram used by Crowley and other Satanists. Also notice the skull with a black star on his shirt. Cyril then puts the woman inside the circle and levitates her. Let go. Let go. Cyril was born and raised in Los Angeles, California. He then moved to Japan. He became fascinated by magic at around the age of seven when he was taken to a Las Vegas magic show. Notice that many of these top magicians got involved in magic at a very young age. Here, Cyril is on an outdoor ice skating rink. He asks someone to roll a water bottle on the ice. Cyril moves to the spot where the water bottle stops rolling. He takes a person's cell phone and instantly puts it under the ice. One, three, 
then breaks up the ice and pulls the cell phone out. In this clip, a woman selects a card and places it among other cards in a life raft ring. Cyril then does a bungee jump from an extremely high area holding a sword. As he comes down, he stabs the card the woman selected and gives it to her. There's no way that I can move. Okay. There's no way that I can take the finger ring off. Okay. It's gonna jump from the bottom to the top. Okay. Magic. Okay. Don't let go. One, two, three. Okay. <laughs> you can let go now. Okay. From the middle finger. Okay. Try one more time. Okay. In the following clip, Cyril appears to change water into ice. Cyril has been pictured wearing this shirt. The back of the shirt has the title, quote, The God of Wind. Like many other magicians, Cyril has also worn shirts with skulls. Cyril also embraces religious indifferentism and he says differences are precious. It reminded me of all of our differences and how precious those differences truly are. Another wonderful day here in Rio. Until next time, love, peace, and happiness. Cyril has performed numerous seemingly inexplicable tricks, like this one where he bites off a coin with his teeth, then he spits it out so it becomes whole again. So Other magicians have also performed this trick. Oh no. oh no! Oh no! No 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 no! <laughs>
In reviewing footage from the top magicians in the world, one discovers that they perform many of the same kinds of false miracles. This includes various magicians putting their bodies in positions in which they should fall over, but they don't. A spirit must be assisting them in order for them to do this. Now just slowly let go. And step back. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness! That is amazing! This false miracle, Cyril makes a card someone selected come out of the deck and stick to the window. He also puts it on the other side of the window. Chris Angel is one of the most famous magicians in history. Some believe he has already become the greatest magician of all time, surpassing even David Copperfield. Chris is the most watched magician in the history of the internet, and his magic show called Believe is the top-selling magic production in the world. His show Believe takes place in Las Vegas, also called Sin City. We are here in Sin City, Las Vegas. Chris sells a magic kit. It's the largest magic kit in the world. Right, right from there, it's coming out in 50 hours. Chris started practicing magic as a child after begging his aunt to tell him how she did a card trick. I started when I was uh, six years old. My aunt Stella taught me my very trick. I became obsessed and passionate with the art of magic by the time I was 10. Started performing professionally when I was 13, 12, 13, and that's all I ever knew. In his book, Mind Free, Chris Angel said, quote, Once she shared the secret of the trick, I felt this incredible sense of power that an adult didn't understand how it worked, but I did. It was very enticing. I became extremely fascinated by magic. At age 14, Chris floated his mom on a broomstick. While Chris was heavily involved with magic, he also studied dance, the martial arts, quote, mysticism, and music. I grew up, you know, the MTV generation, and I was much more interested in music, you know, great bands like Led Zeppelin or the Beatles. Growing up, Chris was instrumental in starting two heavy metal music bands called Angel and Angel Dust. Referring to his time growing up, Chris said, quote, my greatest influences were MTV and music. Ozzy Osbourne, Elvis, Billy Crew. Those were the people I aspired to be like. Chris said that as a performer, he wanted to be like the Beatles, Kiss, and Madonna. Chris Angel, quote, Madonna is a tremendous example of someone who went to New York with a couple of dollars in her pocket and an enormous dream to conquer the world. She did whatever she had to do until she hit the big top. Chris Angel, quote, as I began to explore other personal influences, I found myself drawn to eccentric personalities like surreal artist Salvador Dali. Dali was addicted to fame and money. He innately understood that as an artist, garnering any type of reaction from his audience was the best way to seduce them and win their favor. Chris Angel quote, I had to generate some noise to blow any of my competitors water. To do that, I needed to be radical and hardcore. Chris Angel's official symbol is an A inside a circle. It's extremely similar to the universal symbol for Angel. 
It's also somewhat similar to a pentagram, which is a star inside a circle. Chris's first major stage show was called Mind Freak. Chris had many major magic shows on national television. One of them was in 2003 on the sci-fi channel called Supernatural. Tonight, you will meet a man who will change the way you think about magic. Supernatural. The Mind Freak. Chris Angel. Super, super, supernatural. Chris's current stage show, Believe, debuted at the Luxor Pyramid Hotel in Las Vegas on Halloween night 2008. Chris holds a Guinness World Record for making a hundred people disappear during a May 26, 2010 performance of Believe. From 2005 to 2010, Chris ran a series of national TV shows on A&E called Mind Freak. Mind Freak portrays a crawling demon following Chris around. Here is part of the official Mind Freak theme song sung by Chris Angel. In 2007, Chris authored a book called Mind Freak Secret Revelations, which appeared on the LA Times bestseller list. In 2013, Chris ran a series of national TV shows called Believe on Spike TV. In 2015, Chris started a new magic show called The Supernaturalist. Chris has described his magic empire by saying, quote, I've created a very large, sometimes scary beast of an operation. Chris speaks of when he went into business with his manager, he says, quote, we literally cut our hands, let the blood seep through and shook on our deal. Chris is a magician who has levitated, something that cannot be done without the assistance of a spirit or spirits. Chris has levitated on more than one occasion in front of live audiences. Chris says that all of his magic is performed live. Chris has also levitated above the Luxor Hotel, the pyramid where his magic show Believe is performed. Stand by. On other occasions, Chris has hypnotized people and then levitated them. Have you ever been hypnotized? No. Have you ever been hypnotized? Yes. Okay, we're gonna try this with you. All right. That's so I don't know how to do it. I not have muscles to crawl like that. It's totally out. Totally out. try something that is going to require a little bit of hypnosis. Just come over here for a second, and I want you to look at me. Chris has also levitated Shaquille O'Neal on more than one occasion. The second time Shaq was levitated, he was at Chris's house. Shaq is one of the biggest and best players in NBA history, standing 7-1 and weighing about 350 pounds. Shaq was levitated so high that he went over Chris's house. A small crowd was also there watching the event, including some quote celebrities. How in the world did Chris Angel get Shaq off the ground? How'd you do that? That's the most amazing thing I ever saw in my life. Here, Chris takes a randomly selected stuffed animal from a toy store and makes it appear to walk. 
One boy questions if there is a battery inside and Chris proves that there is no battery inside the stuffed animal. Chris has also pushed a pencil right through a quarter in front of witnesses. I want you to see that you can actually see on both sides completely push right through. Ace spades. Yeah, ace of spades. That's a very popular card. I would just literally be able to flip out, boom, the ace of spades. You see that? Chris will even vanish right in front of people. <sighs> I'm still here watching. The volunteers in this magic act look underneath the blanket and discover that Chris has disappeared. All right, now, you brought out here today three forks. Right, actually, we got them from the green room. You got them from these are actual Fox News That's channel. That's true. I think it says fork. Fox on the back. Yeah, Fox <laughs> on the back, all right? And um, you can do something. Not mess with this fork. I'm going to try something. You are? Uh, I'll try something if you like. Yeah. All right, and you examine these, and uh, I'm just gonna, I'll play to this camera right over here yeah, in front of me. Right. All right? I'm just going to take it. I'm going to shake it like this. And as I shake it, you'll see something start to happen right now. Watch. Look, you see it going right there? I'll show you one more time. You're gonna have to show you, right? Yeah, you go watch. Right, right, watch it right very here. carefully. You'll see it happen right now. Look, it's starting to go. It's gonna start going right now. Look. Let me see this the third one. Okay, this is a. Oh. Now, I can tell you, if you have a Heineken Premium Light beer, yeah. it looks a lot better. All right, now, do that again. <laughs> I shook it, nothing happened to it. Well, you, you got to get it. See, every every fork says where it's made on the back. This yeah. is made in Japan, yeah. and it's, it's stainless steel. But if you just shake it like this and you get it just right, you can heat up the metal and start to bend just like this. Watch, you'll see it go. You see that? Do you want to explain that? One part, place your face down. Okay. Okay, and place the pack to the side. Now, it would be completely impossible, or highly unlikely, let's just say, that our cards would match, correct? Almost impossible. But I, I have a sense of you because I've done the show a couple of times and I know how you think. What was the card that you selected? I'm going to move mine right over here. What was the card that you selected? Turn it over. It was the King of Clubs. The King of Clubs. And what was the card that I chose? Turn it over. Yeah. Well, turn it over, yeah. Well, leave the King of Clubs there. Turn it over so you can get the map. We do. Right here. Pop. Okay. I know you're not going to you're not gonna tell us how to do that. But I opened the blind, a closed deck. You opened the closed yep. deck. I picked the card. You had nothing to do with me, but... You never touched this deck. Never touched it. I took the card out of the deck. I put it face down. You took those cards in that deck and picked the card out of it and put it face down. Mm -hmm. And they were the same. Same. Now, Intuition? That would be, no. What is it? You're not psychic. No, I never claimed to be. During this interview with Larry King, Chris is asked about pornographer Hugh Hefner. Chris says that he respects him, quote, for what he has accomplished. You know, I... I I respect uh, him for what, he, what he's accomplished. Later, he shows a bracelet he's wearing. He says that it contains, quote, all different religions. You think that watch? Your watch? Yeah. Thank you. Well, show, show, that's like an insane watch. <laughs> and is that real diamonds or custom? Uh, no, it's real. It's real. All right, and the rings. I don't, I, I just wore a couple, but, <laughs> but everything has like a meaning. Like this says love, love lives forever. He has all different religions. In a different interview with Larry King, Chris is asked if he has faith. Chris responds saying, quote, yes, absolutely, I believe, and I tell people they should believe whatever that belief is, whether it is in themselves, in God, in what they are doing. 
in the next magic act, Chris hypnotizes a man and then tells him to, quote, one with the vase. Just relax yourself. Now, listen to my voice. Angel claims to believe in God and says that he is very religious. He will frequently talk about how he's, quote, blessed. But as we can see, he f false religions. He has all different religions. He also practices voodoo magic using a voodoo doll. I believe in a voodoo doll. I'm not really for counsel, I'm not sure. All right. Can you feel this? Yes! Yes! Yes, I did. Yes! I want you to take that pin and put it anywhere you like. Wherever you want, I want you to poke it, okay? Then go, you just poke it wherever you want. the growling noises Chris makes during the following quote miracles. Tell me when you feel your hand get warm. Okay, I'm warm now. I'm getting rid of Watch. seances on national TV in which he attempts to contact the spirit world. We headed over to the opera house for the dark seance. During this seance, Chris got possessed right in front of witnesses. He flipped upside down and went up the wall. Everyone but the cameramen ran immediately out of the room. 
volunteer in this next quote miracle seems to realize that Chris's magic is accomplished by the devil and shouts the devil in both Spanish and English. This is like the Bedini milk can, except I'm not going to get into watch. Be careful, be careful. Face the audience, okay? Now let's relax, okay? okay. Alright, you're going to go. Can you fit in there? Can you actually fit in? Come around, come around. I want you to put your hand on the lid. Watch. We're going to try something. We're going to try something right here. Now put your hand, put your hand on top there. You kind of come. Now you, you in there, just bang on that. Just push. You, do it again. Let me hear you. You are there, right? I'm here. Okay, now watch. Watch. Come on, come over here. Ready? Now! Look! Chris goes to a person's house and levitates on their sprinkler. But what's extremely interesting is what's on the hoodie he's wearing. The black hoodie has the devil's face on it with words quote anti-up. The term anti-up usually means an offering or payment for something. Is this an admission by Chris that the devil will demand his soul for the powers he has given him? Chris has worn this shirt on more than one occasion. This is a picture of the homepage of Chris Angel's official Twitter account, August 8, 2015. Notice the flames and Chris's official A symbol on the left and right. It looks like a depiction of hell. But as you look at the fire scene more closely, it gets even worse. That's because Chris placed his center directly in the midst of the flames. And if you don't think that it's Chris's face, here is the official image Chris uses of his face. As you can see, it's a perfect match. Chris's official cards have eyes on them, and the eyes look like they're bleeding. It's interesting that Chris changed his last name to Angel. As mentioned earlier, the official name for Chris Angel's magic show is called Believe. To call your magic show Believe is to present magic as a salvation message. It is to preach a false gospel. Chris will tell the crowd to yell out believe during his shows as these clips from his shows in 2013 and 2014 demonstrate. All right, folks, let me hear you say believe on the count of three. Let it marinate in your soul. One, two, three. Believe. Believe. One, two, three. In an L.A. Times interview on October 12, 2008, Chris Angel spoke about his stage show Believe. Chris said, quote, this show is about my life. It's about the demons in my head, the good that's out there, the angels and love and lust, all that stuff mixed up. During the same interview, Chris said as someone whose business is, quote, lying to people, he is very controlling of his image. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 9 states that the deception of Satan and his agents comes, quote, in all power and signs and lying wonders. Notice that the Bible uses the word lying in regard to false signs and wonders that are worked through the power of the devil. They are lying signs and wonders because they are done through the power of the devil, not God. Now take a close look at these ads and merchandise which promote Chris Angel's Believe Magic Believe TV shows on Spike. Take a close look at the three letters that stand out. The three letters that are in caps are the letters L, I, and E, which gives you the word lie. It's very clear that God compelled the devil to make this admission. This gives people another chance to recognize that Chris Angel's magic acts are lying signs and wonders performed by the devil. Let's now look at the Spike TV YouTube channel and Chris Angel's official YouTube channel. As you can see, L-I-E is in caps, meaning that Chris on his official page wanted it to be displayed this way. 
This is also how Chris it as a hashtag on his official Twitter account. As you can see in this August 27, 2015 screenshot taken of his profile area. It's how Believe is branded or marketed to the public, and Chris is closely involved with the way everything looks. I want to make sure that my vision is followed through in every particular step, so that when the public watches it, it's a true representation of what I wanted. I gotta be involved in every aspect. Every single thing in that show is Chris Angel. He stars in it, he develops the demonstrations. Even something as little as Chris's signature was so important. It's like how the signature looked. God allows these signs to reveal the truth that Chris Angel's quote miracles are lying signs and wonders performed through the power of the father of lies, the devil. In this store on Chris Angel's official website, chrisangel.com, Chris sells temporary tattoos so that his followers can mark their bodies with his image. Many of Chris's followers have marked their bodies with his picture and images. This shirt is described in Chris's store as Chris Angel's half-skull face with angels whispering into each ear. Chris has also been photographed in public wearing this Egyptian pyramid shirt, and he sells similar shirts in his store. This one has this statement, quote, do the spirits come back? Chris also sells various secret society shirts in his official store. Chris Angel started his own secret society. One of the main links on chrisangel.com goes to his secret society page. It says, quote, you are about to enter the secret society and become an official member. Enter your secret society code found in your Chris Angel magic product. By becoming a member, you agree not to reveal any secrets. The future of magic is yours. Are you ready to become an official member? Chris Angel's official secret society symbol is shown. It contains the pyramid with the eye. Most tarot card decks typically have 78 different cards. Chris sells a shirt that promotes one particular tarot card, number 13 in Roman numeral. It is the death card. Anyone can look it up and verify that the number 13 tarot card represents death. Here, Chris wears a number 13 necklace in a video he uploaded to his Twitter account on August 24, 2015. During an interview, Chris was asked about what the number 13 signifies to him. Chris said, quote, the 13 is something that I prefer. Chris also wears a number 13 ring in addition to a pyramid with an eye ring and a skull ring. Chris sells many shirts that have a skull on them. And Chris, like many of the other top magicians in the world, very frequently wears shirts or clothing that have a skull on them. This is another top-ranked magician who wears a skull on his shirt. His name is Franklin Saint. He has done things like bending objects without touching them. I'm not a hokey magician. I'm not pulling rabbits out of hats. There's no smoke and mirrors. I'm presenting something that defies logic, defies the laws of nature. Or props. I focus more on my energy. And he has said that it demonstrates supernatural ability. I think you're wondering if you took the red pill or the blue pill. And that was an open thing. And it was bent, and then he unbent it. Yes, that was supernatural. No gimmicks, no smoke and mirrors. After one of his performances, Franklin said, quote, I felt good. The energy was surging through my veins. I go. I felt good. You felt good? Yeah, I felt good. The energy was surging through my veins. I 
former 33rd degree Freemason Manly P. Hall made a similar statement about energy surging through the house. Hall said, quote, when the Mason learns that the key to the warrior on the block is the proper application of the dynamo of living power, he has learned the mystery of his craft. The seething energies of Lucifer are in his hands, and before he may step onward and upward, he must prove his ability to properly apply energy. It's interesting that Hall uses the term dynamo. Dynamo happens to be the name used by Europe's most popular magician. Being a, being a true magician, a true dynamo, I use it to my advantage. Hall says that when a person has learned the proper application of the dynamo of living power, the seething energies of Lucifer are in his hands. Dynamo burned an image of his right hand into a display case at a store as people watch. Alright, do me a favor, hold your hands up like this. Just tell me if you feel the heat. On numerous occasions, Dynamo has put solid objects right through body. Just step, step back a little bit, and a little bit, like that. And basically, on the count of three, I want you both to pull it as tight as you can, yeah? On the count of three, yeah? So one, two, three. Oh! Oh! No! No, 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 in this clip, Dynamo asks a man to think of a music performer. Dynamo then changes the color of his shirt from red to black, imprinting an image of the music performer he was thinking of on the front of his shirt. Think of an artist, like a music artist. Dynamo does many things, including bending his fingers in ways that are impossible without supernatural assistance. <laughs> Stephen Frayne, known to the world as the magician Dynamo, started practicing magic at around the age of 12. He put some cards on a pool table, and they just miraculously opened like some evil wizard. They just sprung open like that. And then my card flipped out. It was Dynamo's quote grandfather who advised him to learn magic as a way to protect himself from being bullied. I suppose the biggest influence I have comes from my grandpa. He wasn't a magician, so he was just he was a bit of a hustler. He's got this northern swagger, which I think I kind of picked up over the years. You know, both have this mentality. I've been from Yorkshire, but you got to get out for now. You know, we kind of use that hustle to get where we want to be and get what we need in life. Dynamo's grandmother broke up with his biological grandfather and Dynamo began to call the man she started to live with his grandfather. His quote grandfather showed him some magic. In his book Nothing is Impossible, Dynamo said that after seeing one magic trick it felt like he had quote fallen under a spell. So um, did your grandpa himself, um, was he a magician? Did he do magic himself and go and show people? Or... Yeah, he was, I wouldn't say he was a magician, but like a bit of a con artist, hustler, he, he... <laughs> When I was 15, I went to live with my grandparents. My grandpa was an ex-soldier and I performed magic in bars across Bradford after the war ended. Just lift me up. I don't wear that much, yeah? I wear like eight stones. Yeah, sure. so you can lift me, right? You can lift me, yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Um, just get ready to lift me, but don't lift me yet. Right? Just look at me. Yeah. Just lift me again. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> 
The more my grandpa showed me, the more I want to learn. Dynamo now has a tattoo of his quote grandfather on his neck and calls him his role model. His quote grandfather died a few years ago. Without him, without that support, I probably would never been doing what I'm doing today. So I got a big respect for my grandpa and, you know, I actually have grandpa tattooed on my neck. After Dynamo started to show people at his school his new magic skills, he began to be accepted by his classmates. Dynamo said, quote, girls who had previously ignored me began to pay me some attention. It seemed the magic gave me the edge I'd been craving. I drank in the scene. I was popular for the first time in my life and that was an incredible feeling. I immersed myself in magic. I read every book I could get my hands on and practiced and practiced day after day and night magic literally became my world. In this interview, Dynamo said that magic quote gave me the power to bring people to me. It gave me an edge, something to make me unique. The only reason I stood out before was being the smallest kid in school. In another interview, Dynamo said quote, magic became the one thing in life I could depend on, the one thing that would never let me down. Notice that Dynamo says magic, not God, was the one thing that would never let him down. A very telling statement. Jesus says, quote, and you shall love the Lord thy God with your whole heart and with your whole soul and with your whole mind and with your whole strength. This is the first commandment. Dynamo, speaking of magic, said, quote, you've got to put your heart and soul into it if you want to succeed at this game. Since the age of 12, magic had been my life. It was all I'd thought about all day, every day. Speaking of other magicians in his book, Dynamo says, quote, after Robert Houdin came the almighty Harry Houdini. To call a magician almighty is a blasphemy against God. Dynamo started his professional career in magic by working in clubs and bars in the UK. In the same interview mentioned earlier, Dynamo also talked about his friends. He said that they were into hip hop and were making DVDs of rapping and breakdancing. Dynamo said, quote, I thought I want to do what they're doing, but with magic. The article then speaks of how Dynamo had a stomach abscess in which he had to spend six months in a hospital. Dynamo said, quote, I have time on my hands. I realized in there that if I had died, what would people remember me for? My magic is the one thing that would leave me a legacy. Dynamo, quote, if I had died, who would remember my name? What memorable things had I done in my life? I could have died a few days before, and it struck me that if the worst had happened, that would be it. I'd have my friends and family at my funeral, but who else would care? What mark had I made on the world? Suddenly, a fierce determination roared inside me. I could either languish in this hospital bed or I could use this opportunity to do something, something big. I knew there and then that I had to make my mark before it was too late. Dynamo started suffering from Crohn's disease at the age of 13. Years later, his situation got so bad that half of his stomach had to be removed. One of the kind of setbacks that I got when I was growing up was I got diagnosed with Crohn's disease when I was about 14, 15 years old which ended up putting me in hospital for six months and in that time I nearly died and that was the moment when I decided that when I got out of hospital I want to do something to leave a legacy because if I had died in hospital then more people remember me for most likely back to be bullied at school I decided I'm going to do whatever it is whatever it takes to make a career in magic you know I suppose that was probably the birth of Dynamo when I was about 19 years old that's when I really thought you know I had an idea but could actually potentially you know, put me on a world stage and I kind of put together this whole master plan 
Dynamo said that he thought he might die. He has also openly said that he wanted to become famous and remembered throughout the world for magic. As previously mentioned, Dynamo started practicing magic at around the age of 12. After doing magic for some time, Dynamo probably came to realize that there were spirits or supernatural forces assisting him with his magic. I believe he, he came to understand that the devil was the one helping. Since he wanted to be famous in the world, I believe Dynamo decided to completely submit himself to the devil to get what he wanted. Here's an interesting clip from a man who said he knew a friend of Dynamo. But he had some sort of uh, difficulty in his life, and uh, he said that, um, I mean, this guy obviously met Dynamo, I'm assuming, and he said, uh, or he, he, he knew, people, knew people who knew Dynamo, and he said that Dynamo basically said to whoever that, um, you know, he's going to, I guess his situation was so bad, Dynamo's situation was so bad that he really, his life saw flash in front of him. So he kind of said that, he said to people around him that, you know, I'm going to make something of myself, you know, see you in a few weeks or a few months, I'm going to be famous worldwide or whatever, you know, just kind of bigging himself up a bit, you know, um, saying that, you know, basically, hype about himself, hype, yeah, come back, you know, plan big things in the near future. So he said that basically, I don't know how people, how this but he said that Dynamo either told people, people kind of uh, observed it by Dynamo apparently, I, I don't know if it's true or not, but he said that he um, uh, like went into live in the woods for a week, like uh, secluded himself and started worshipping the devil, worshipped something within the woods. And um, I don't know, he just kind of gets, submitted himself or something like that for a week or a month, I'm not sure exactly. And then when he came back, his career obviously blew up, apparently. But um, that's happened. yeah, pretty much it. So basically, the, yeah, he he's went to the woods, started devil worship or something and came back out and so you became think a big megastar. But oh, he, okay. he, he kept talking about it. He was like, well, I know Dynamo said that he worshipped the devil and, uh, you know, he said that he was going to become a success and he did after, after coming out of the seclusion period. So, so in the woods. Yeah, he said he apparently stayed in the woods, secluded himself somewhere in the woods. And this is not something that I, ver I can verify. It's not my information. It's not, so it's not meant to defame anyone or whatever. Yeah. It's just something that I've heard. We're well, not sure if it's true. It could be fake. I mean, Dynamo is, I mean, some of his tricks do seem like pretty unexplainable. Yeah. And, but, I'm, but I'm not the kind of guy that, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty skeptical guy. I like to question everything a lot. This is a magician who openly states on his YouTube channel that he makes contracts with different demons for special powers. The demonic circle. A symbol of great power used through most of my career as a black magician. And I have the symbols of the various packs that I've made with demons throughout my workings as I have walked my own path of embracing the darkness. Now, Lucifer Dropakal is one of those shadowy figures in a cold lore who intrigues and confuses at the same time. Lucifer appears in the Grand Grimoire as not just a demon to make a pact with, but as the demon to call when you're going to make a pact. I've heard the name Lucifer several times. Not once has he ever been spoken of lightly or happily, but always in whispers and followed by warnings. Do not work with this demon. He's too powerful, too evil, too hot for any magician to handle. Of course, such words of warning have always served to stimulate my interest even more. And so, I began to work with this demon. 33rd degree Freemason Manly P. Hall admits throughout history magicians have sold their souls to the devil, and in return they receive special powers during their short time on earth. In his book The Secret Teachings of All Ages, Hall said about magicians, quote, by means of the secret processes of ceremonial magic it is possible to contact these invisible creatures and gain their help in some human undertaking. It is possible to make contracts with spirits whereby the magician becomes for a stipulated time 
the master of an elemental being. True black magic is performed with the aid of a demoniacal spirit, who serves the sorcerer for the length of his earthly life, with the understanding that after death the magician shall become the servant of his own demon. For this reason a black magician will go to inconceivable ends to prolong his physical life, since there is nothing for him beyond the grave. A man will barter his eternal soul for temporal power and down through the ages a mysterious process has been evolved, which actually enables him to make this exchange. I believe this is what happened with Dynamo. This is the real secret to his sudden success. They say a magician should never reveal his secrets. But sometimes the secret is where the magic lies. Dynamo is the devil! You're the devil! This is a Fiat Auto commercial officially called, quote, Dynamo unleashing the power of X. Dynamo black box and begins to open it. Interestingly, in Greek mythology, there is a box called Pandora's box, which contained all the world's evils. Is Dynamo opening a symbolic Pandora's box? Dynamo probably figured out that the fastest and easiest way to rise to the top of the world in magic is to give himself completely to the devil. In one way or another, I believe he did that, and in return, he might be the fastest growing magician in the world. In this next clip, Dynamo says, quote, talk of a devil and he will appear. Talk of a devil and he will appear. Right after he says this, Dynamo appears in front of a group of women sitting at a table. He seems to be referring to himself as a devil. Some might find it difficult to believe that Dynamo would worship or submit himself to the devil for fame, fortune, or special abilities. For now, now we will walk up a little bit. I want to show you how to win the lottery. It's a technique I use that I call... Um... Cheating. But consider that he is a complete pagan and completely accepts all kinds of grave sins. So if you are homosexual out there and you're afraid of coming out, don't be afraid because we'll welcome you with all open hands, won't we? Because we've all got loving in our, in our hearts, yeah? yeah? Don't matter what cream, flavor, anything you are, we're all humans and we're in this together. Because keep together. On this particular evening, we were on our way to a nightclub. When we were younger, it was always tough getting into places. Would always hustle us, and I used to perform just to get us through the door. Now, you can get grown men brought to tears, but then on the other extreme, you can get women fainting. Sometimes you get women fighting themselves, and you know, which is kind of cool. your powers for evil, i.e. seducing women. <laughs> I don't really think I need to use my magic to yeah. seduce the women. I think I might do alright. Women like the magic, I like the women. Um, we're gonna go to the big smoke. I love them. You know it. You got the condoms? Yeah. Now I'm in the studio with Ian Brown, yeah? Absolute legend. He's seen everything. He's lived it, you know, the life of sex, drugs and rock and roll. You do Miami though, right? It's awesome. Like, you know, in England, right now, mm -hmm. it's raining. Yeah. There's no girls walking around in bikinis. 
Dynamo quote, you can have the best time of your life in LA. One minute you can be chilling by a hotel pool surrounded by superstars. The next you're averting your eyes as half-naked ladies run about at pool parties. It's a ridiculous city in many ways and I absolutely love it. The craziest parties every night and my feet barely touched the ground as I went from one glamorous party to the next. Also consider the statements already covered in which Dynamo openly admits that his goal in life was to become famous through magic. When I got out of hospital, I want to do something to leave a legacy because if I had died in hospital then, what would people remember me for? I decided I'm going to do whatever it is, whatever it takes to make a career in magic. You know, and I suppose that was probably the birth of Dynamo. Um, but I think my main thing, which is, you know, which I kind of decided when I was in hospital many years ago, before I the operation when I nearly died, that I wanted to, if I then, would people remember me? You know, I wanted to leave a legacy behind. And for me, the only way to leave a legacy was through magic. We also know for a fact that Dynamo is open to worshipping spirits, for he promotes and believes in voodoo. Voodoo involves the worship of spirits and elements of nature. Do you guys believe in voodoo? No, no, let go there, hold it at the top. Like me, yeah? This is like voodoo, yeah? I'm gonna take the glass that's smashed over there already. Watch. Just give it. Mind up. Give it a little shake, ring it like a bell. I'll stop. Dynamo, speaking of New Orleans, says, quote, I think it's one of the most amazing places I've ever been to. New Orleans is a very magical, mystical city. Voodoo has been a part of New Orleans for over two centuries. Dynamo's 2013 autobiography is called Nothing is Impossible. This is a picture of the book signed by Dynamo. Notice that his signature directly on his forehead. The Bible says that those who are marked by the beast receive a mark on their right hand or forehead. Mike Super is another top-ranked magician in America. Many years ago, NBC searched for the top 10 quote mentalists in the world, and Mike was voted the winner of the NBC TV show Phenomenon. In this clip, a person on stage randomly selects a time, and Mike makes that time appear on the right hand of everyone in the audience. Concentrate on my hand, focus here, take a deep breath in, and it's done. You have been blinded. Mike has also been a finalist on NBC's America's Got Talent. Tonight, I'm going to be doing this completely in the blind. We're going to raise a cloth as you shuffle. I want the cameraman to come in tight. Now go ahead and cover me up. Three, two, one. I delivered you a prediction yesterday. You have it and have guarded it, yes? I have it. Tear it open for me, please. It's going to be important later. Shuffle those cards as best as you can. Okay. You'll out eight cards face down in front of the stand. One at a time, go. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Perfect. Okay. We took up a random offering tonight from random audience members' bills. I want you to each take a look. Each serial number is different. That's going to be important, all right? Now, I'm going to throw you into this booth along with this money. Nick into the cash booth. All right. All right. Now, I'm going to make it rain on you, Nick. Hey, man! These bills have traveled around the world. This is a global prediction. Nick, pick one quickly for your own safety. He's got it. Now, keep that in full view, Nick. Keep it in full view. Good. Now, step on out. Step on out. That was awful. That was all right. You did great. Walk to the camera. I don't want to touch it just yet. Don't let go of it, but I want you to turn it. Okay. I don't want people to think I'm switching the bill. Out of all of the random bills that could have ended up here tonight, right. you selected this one. Yes. Yes. I'm going to ask 
you to read just the first digit. Forget about the letters, the first digit. Okay, seven. Seven. Check it out. One of the cards. Oh, seven. Oh, Keep going, five. Faster. Yes. Six. Yes. Wow. One. Yes. Three. Yes. Seven. Seven. Four. Four. Five. five. An exact match. But wait. Power, this anywhere yesterday it ended up here tonight i gave you that prediction in advance take it out take it out now you'll notice it's in code i'm going to set the bill right there all right it is lit now watch go ahead i want you to get a tight shot there i gave you this days ago i want you to see how that literally magically changes it's doing it slowly because the butane torch doesn't want to light i know yes <laughs> proving that this is a live show now howard check it out if i go all the way Wow. There it is. Seven. In advance. There it is. Seven. seven, five, six, one, three, seven, four, five. A global prediction. Mike says he's able to perform his magic through a spirit he has known since his childhood named Desmond. The spirit introduced itself to Mike when he was a child when it wrote its name supernaturally on a chalkboard over and over again. In my childhood, I had a supernatural spirit attached to me. His name is Desmond. And to this day, I don't know exactly what it is. Some people called it an angel. Some people called it a spirit. He's a big reason that I'm, I'm doing the show tonight. I'm going to introduce America to Desmond. Desmond. Desmond came to me when I was about six years old. I had a chalkboard where he would write, I am Desmond. And this kept happening until one day I just said, uh, hello, Desmond. And it stopped. And then other things started to happen. Working with a spirit energy comes with challenges because there's no control. So if Desmond doesn't show up, there's literally no act. Desmond has to show up. I can understand why you say that. Yes, uh, he's my spirit energy uh, that I've sort of had a little communication with uh, throughout my life. Ever since I was a kid, I wanted to make magic something that was interactive. I wanted the audience to experience it. Mike's, quote, interactive magic includes having his, quote, spirit friend, Desmond, possess others. Whatever I do to this doll, Desmond is going to make you feel. So I need you to sit up straight your eyes. Good. What does that mean? I've placed Desmond in front of you, Mel. Mike does magic using his voodoo doll and sells autographed items promoting voodoo magic. Well, thank you, everyone. Tonight, we're going to delve into a supernatural world, an ancient religion of voodoo. I have brought with me my voodoo doll. I need to know, do you believe in voodoo magic? Yeah, do you know when you feel it, man? No. Even though Mike promotes and practices voodoo in this 2014 interview, he claims to be a Christian. Incredible. Mike goes on to speak about who Desmond might be. Quote, I just quit trying to figure it out, Mike says laughing. It's always been a part of my life. So Mike still doesn't know what Desmond is, and he has given up trying to figure it out. Again, the name of the spirit that enables Mike to do all his magic calls itself Desmond. If you simply drop the S and the D in Desmond's name, you find out what Desmond really is. Demon. It is only through a demon that real supernatural magic takes place. Matt Franco was the 2014 winner of the national TV show America's Got Talent. He was the first magician to ever win the show, beating out nearly 100,000 acts. He won a million dollars. Oh, you and, you and I haven't prearranged anything? Nothing. 
I don't claim to be an artist, but I'm gonna try to paint a picture for you. All of you, right now. Watch. For the first time ever, what was the card you thought of? Go ahead, say it. Seven of the hearts. Seven of hearts. Wow. Oh! Awesome. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Speechless. Wow. Matt says he has been obsessed with magic starting from the age of four. My name is Matt Franco. I'm 26 years old, and I can do magic. I am the biggest magic nerd you're going to meet. I think my brain might be an encyclopedia of magic. It's just a complete obsession for me. And it has been since I was four years old. Well, that's not how it's oh, done. Oh, no, no, I know, Matt. I still don't know how you do it. <laughs> I've been doing magic since before I could read. It was something I saw on TV when I was about four years old, which was completely inspired by it. Right. That was it. I was done. That's what I wanted to do. So it's crazy to think now that could be me inspiring kids to do magic. That's an amazing thing. So I have, like, two copies, uh, at least, of every magic show that has ever been on television. I saw magic on TV when I was about four years old and just decided... I was going to stick with it. I fell in love, and uh, here we are. Do you remember who it was that you saw? No, I was too young to even know, Just so what? I don't know who I was watching. Maybe it was a David Copperfield special on CBS. It was one of those specials with a bunch of magicians on it. Oh, wow, okay. So I don't know who it was or why I was watching it, but we were tuned in. Next yeah. thing I know, I'm begging my parents to get me a magic. I'm doing it in kindergarten for show and tell. <laughs> watch, watch, watch. Two of spades. Okay, we're getting nice and tight on that. I'm going to leave that right there. Take your other hand and cover it for me. Okay. okay. Perfect. I'm going to try to pull it out without you feeling it. Keep it tight, okay? Okay, tight. That's not it, right? This is the Jack of Diamonds? Right, right. Watch the Jack. Ready? One, two, watch the Jack. <gasps> no. Open your hand, look. No! No way! Okay, okay. Ready? Look. Oh. Visualize your card right there. <gasps> what? <laughs> what? Oh my goodness. No! No! Stop it! Stop it. Watch the King. I'm going to do this really slow. On your hand, take your other hand, cover it. Okay. Alright, now yours was what? Um, Eight of Hearts. Watch the Eight of Hearts. Ready? Don't blink. One, two, watch the Eight. Oh, no. Whoa. And you did not move your hand Open your hand, off. look. I don't want to do this. Come right, on, no, no, no. show the camera. I mean, no, no, no. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> no way! Shin Lim is a famous American magician. Growing up, it was his desire to become a professional piano player. But at college, he developed carpal tunnel syndrome in both hands. He then decided to become a professional magician. And in only a few years, he has already become one of the top magicians in the world. He can cause things to instantly appear and disappear. All right, watch. More. You can see the coin vanish and then reappear. Watch. Once more. Up. We'll do it again, but this time with a deck of cards. Whoa. Darcy Oak is the biggest magician in Canada and one of the fastest growing magicians in the world. His magic videos on the internet have over a hundred million views. Darcy started practicing magic at the age of 10. Darcy was also a finalist on Britain's Got Talent. This is the biggest magician in the Middle East. His name is Ahmed El Bain. His start in magic began at the age of five after his grandfather taught him a trick. He has worked many false signs and wonders in his the world. Notice that he, like many of the other top magicians, likes to wear a shirt with a skull on it. Those who are into the occult have a fascination with death. God says in Proverbs 8.36, quote, All 
Hate me, love death. Hell is also eternal death. Revelations 21.8 The Bible calls hell the second death, the one after a person's physical death. That's why these magicians clothe themselves with death. Their magic comes from hell. Peep into my eyes. You're going to feel a surge of energy. It's a scary moment for the 18-year-old. What do you see? backstage and she said chris can you do something with me you know and i i kind of got inside her mind and she saw death yeah. in me and she completely lost her mind she completely freaked out what was that people see different things what was that it's what you saw in me i want them to see and smell death Revelations 21.8 quote, but the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars, they shall have their portion in the pool burning with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Notice that sorcerers are specifically named among those who will receive eternal death and everlasting fire in hell. I've had this uh, nightmare of dying in fire. Jesus describes hell as a place of never-ending fire. Revelations 14.11 refers to those in hell who have no rest, day or night. The Greek word for sorcerer could also be translated as magician. Magicians I have covered were taken over by demons and possessed as a result of involvement in the occult, or a desire to interact with spirits. They may have also gotten possessed by being in a state of grave sin or deliberately opening their minds up to the devil. Those are just some of the ways that demons have possessed individuals such as magicians. During the process of demonic infestation and interaction that a regular magician who previously could only perform tricks by natural acts of deception becomes a sorcerer, even though he is still called a magician. Through demonic influence and the help of evil spirits, the sorcerer magician to do things that defy a natural explanation. In this clip, magician Matt Franco thanks a person on TV for calling him a sorcerer after one of his, quote, magic tricks. You are like a sorcerer. Thanks, Kelly. <laughs> you are a sorcerer. <laughs> I was just saying that uh, its original illusion have more in common with the special effect wizard bead. <laughs> As a practitioner in the art of conjuring, I'm actually able to do things now that, as a kid, I could only dream about. This is like Harry Potter for real. Not about a musician himself, he's a magician, like a modern day Merlin, let's say. Will you say that? Yes, yes, that's good. I like that. I like that, yeah. New and aspiring magicians who desire to learn how to perform the most elite magic acts may at first think that it's a skill one can acquire with hard work. For most magicians, they start out in magic tricks that don't utilize supernatural assistance. The amateur magician enjoys the power or thrill he gets when performing the trick. He also enjoys the astonishment and wonder he causes in others who can't figure out how he did it. This can provide a strong temptation to move up to the next level, to do what it takes to be more successful in astonishing and impressing others. Some magicians may then aggressively search for the quote secret knowledge that enables them to do more, with some being willing to do almost anything to become a top magician. When I was a kid, my dad was messing around with cards, I'd pick one, he pulled it out, and it was my card. I experienced that feeling of like, how did you do that? And I wanted to do that to other people. If the magician is aggressive in his search, he will discover that reaching the highest level of success in magic involves dabbling in the occult, 
or contact with a spirit. If that happens, the demon can enter the person or strongly influence or control him. This is why we see the top magicians immersing themselves in the occult seances, contacting spirits, etc. The true God has revealed that practicing magic is similar to playing with a Ouija board. It's a way people open themselves up to demonic possession. Sadly, some are willing to let the devil have some control if it will enable them to achieve success or get what they want. The more a magician is open to the devil's influence, the devil will control or influence him. The devil wants people involved in magic, but he won't get many interested in it if his top performers, his sorcerers, are doing things like foaming at the mouth. No, he wants his top magicians to come across as balanced, down-to-earth men, normal people who have cool skills. Don't burn us magician guys, we're just a, guys doing cool stuff, you know? The devil has gradually introduced the masses to the diabolical false religion of magic by presenting magic as if it's harmless fun and entertainment. But Satan uses magicians to deceive people and lead them to hell. In the Old Testament, Aaron turned his rod into a serpent before Pharaoh. Pharaoh's magicians were also able to turn their rods into serpents. But then Aaron's rod devoured the magician's rods. Jesus warns that in the last days, quote, there shall arise false Christs and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders insomuch as to deceive, if possible, even the elect. The signs and wonders Jesus mentions can include things such as false miracles. The magicians this video certainly fit this prediction. Now that you've seen it, my dear, now that you've all looked at it carefully, may I show you a miracle? <laughs> That's impossible. Of course it's impossible. That's why we do it. <laughs> and you wouldn't believe it, but you can create a miracle just about anything. Earth, wind, fire, water. How can I manipulate those elements to create an apparent miracle. We're going to have to create miracles. You know, I'm going to create miracles in the audience. And you see miracles literally inches away. I don't even know what you That's did. That's not even a trick, is it? It's not a trick. What I do is not tricks. Some people perceive it to be supernatural. So, so I don't want people to be tricked. I'm not showing them a trick. It's about magic. David Blaine, quote, Robert Houdin's theories of magic were what intrigued me the most. His notion that a magician is an actor who plays the part of someone with supernatural powers. Again, Jesus describes those who do these false signs and wonders as false Christs and false prophets. These magicians work wonders that some believe are similar to what Jesus did. They cannot do what Jesus did, but God allows the devil to use magicians to perform numerous signs that deceive people. They are false Christs performing false signs and wonders. They are attempting to either replace Christ or claim that they are like him while preaching a false gospel. Who's the greatest magician, Dave, besides yourself? David Blaine. Jesus Christ. In the next clip, Chris Angel is angry because he feels Magician Dynamo stole his signature pose, which Chris says he got from Jesus. But he even, like, steals my, like, my, my tableau, my pose, you know? Now, I didn't invent that pose that's uh, depicted by Jesus Christ, but I was the guy to do that in magic, you know? And, uh, and the way that I look and my image... Chris says that he's the one who originally started using that pose in magic. When Jesus was crucified, his flesh was pierced with nails and he hung on a cross for three hours. It's interesting that on one occasion, Chris Angel had hooks inserted into his back and then attached to a helicopter so that he could fly around in the air in his, quote, signature pose. He did something similar on another occasion. He described it in his book saying, quote, I hung for three hours. 
This is Chris Angel's Las Vegas dressing room for his show Believe. As you can see, Chris put up on his wall this blasphemous cross with his skull head image on top of it. As you can see on ChrisAngel.com, Chris describes this image as the, quote, Chris Angel skull logo. So he puts his logo on the cross and places it up on display on his wall. This is a blasphemy against Jesus Christ. This is a famous Greek magician who has levitated on a number of occasions. Notice how when he levitates, one foot goes over the other. Most believe that when Jesus was crucified, one nail went through both of his feet. David Blaine is also a false prophet and a false Christ. In this clip, notice that he puts his arms out like he is Christ being crucified. Blaine uses words to describe his, quote, miracles that have been used to describe real miracles of God. Quote, for those who believe, no explanation is necessary. For those who do not, none will suffice. At the end of his interview on a show, Hans Klock was asked to do some tricks. The person doing the interview says Hans is, quote, like Jesus. What are really hands? Yeah. I want to see those hands. Hands. Those hands. Do some tricks. Yeah, okay. I show you some some um, slide of hands. And the Dutch are quite famous for doing this. <laughs> hey! I show you some. Wow, that is I show you good. I'm stood right next to you. <laughs> Look, I have cards. Yeah. Just ordinary cards. Okay. For the camera, yeah. <laughs> I do one more for you. This is uh, one of my first tricks. Start <laughs> the bottle one. Very well. It's ordinary newspaper. Yeah. is astounding thank you you're like jesus some of jesus's most well miracles were walking on water multiplying loaves and fishes and changing water into wine this is a magician named yif he is the most famous magician in china appeared to change water into wine. That Jesus was a magician like him who lived 2,000 years ago and performed this miracle. Attempting to be like Jesus, Chris Angel walked on water when he walked on Lake Mead, which is located near Las Vegas, Nevada. Dynamo walked on the River Thames in front of thousands of people. This was the key moment in Dynamo's career as a false Christ and a false prophet. Dynamo described this event as, quote, the moment I'd been building up to my whole life. The false Christ Dynamo also appeared to fish to come out of an empty bucket during his trip to South Africa. 
and tune in to watch another Jabrizi episode. And we're going to call these, like, I guess, verses from a Bible. So this is like chapter one, verse one. Comment down in the comment section below, blessed by Jabrizi. If I get about 100 comments that says blessed by Jabrizi, go ahead and do this on the street. Tune in Sunday for another awesome magic trick. Also, make sure you go ahead and get your Jabrizi shirt on my website. At the age of 13, I got diagnosed with Crohn's disease. So I wasn't able to go outside for about a good two years. If I get one more chance, I want to do magic because I want to make my impact on this world. If the pin is here, then that must mean that the pencil is here. Watch this. If the pencil is here, then that must mean that the pin is here. So to get this started off the right way, I'm going to do a magic trick to some ladies, man, because I'm a lady, man. And the first trick is going to be with the condom. Let me put the camera here close in on this. Check it out. Watch. Watch the condom. Oh. I'm going to try to make these straight places. Watch. And I have something inside my pocket. Let me see if I can get it. I'll keep it nice and low. Let's get to the trick that we've all been waiting for. Booted. Is that something to burn a little bit? false miracles show that these magicians are most certainly among those false prophets and false Christs whom Jesus said would arise and perform great signs and wonders to deceive people. Here is Dynamo levitating in front of Christ the Redeemer statue in Rio. In his book Dynamo shows a picture of himself wearing a shirt that says quote I am the future with an arrow that points to himself. Dynamo also said quote I like to think my performances are larger than life and quote who knows, one day maybe I will move the moon like Superman did. Earlier in this video a magician was shown who openly states that he makes contracts with demons for special powers. On his YouTube channel he says you can quote become a living god and on his website he says you can quote learn secrets most people will never know about godlike power. You're about to learn secrets that most people will never know about godlike power. I want to tell you about a working that I recently did with Lucifuge Robocal, one of the most intense demonic entities I've ever worked with. The devil's original temptation and promise in the Garden of Eden was, quote, you will become as gods if you disobey God and eat the forbidden fruit. Throughout history, there have been, in order to have success, talent, fame, or fortune, have been willing to sacrifice their souls. Consider the following statements from some of the world's most famous magicians. They indicate a willingness to do almost anything to get what they wanted in this world. If I said to you, your only time condition on winning Britain's Got Talent, if you did the trick topless, would you take that on? If I had to take my shirt yeah. off to win the yeah. show? I'd take my pants off to win the show. Uh, yeah, you want, you want to embrace all of it. You want to live for the moment, right? Chris Angel, quote, I so desperately wanted to achieve my dreams. I didn't care how it came. 
I'd do whatever I could to be in front of an audience. I'd fantasized about fame all the time. I usually found myself staring out the window of our family van, imagining myself on all of the billboards that dotted the sides of the Long Island Expressway. I daydreamed it was me up there in the Calvin Klein or Coca-Cola ad. I'd imagine my face on the body of the models. I tried to feel what it would like to have thousands of people stare at a billboard with my image on it. My ego is never satisfied. I thought back to the first time I came to Las Vegas 10 years ago. I was driving the cheapest rental car I could find down the strip, dreaming how someday I would be headlining in Vegas like Siegfried and Roy and Lance Burton. I fantasized about my own marquee, my name up there in lights. I've always been willing to do anything and everything to assure my own success. Dynamo, speaking of when he was a child, said, quote, I would have given anything to walk on water. In this picture from Dynamo's book, Dynamo looks out at a multitude of boats and other property and says, quote, one day this will all be mine. Dynamo, quote, I want to change the face of magic. I want in years to come when someone mentions the word magic for people to instantly think of Dynamo. If you look at my predecessors, whenever you think of magic, the image of David Copperfield comes to mind. In a hundred years, when I'm long gone, I want people to think of my name like they think of Houdini. I want to leave a legacy that is that strong. I'm getting record-breaking viewing figures and winning awards left, right, and center. It doesn't matter what happens, as long as people remember the name, they're not stuck with it, and now, you know, if you name, it doesn't matter what happens, as long as people remember the name Dynamo, in years to come, and Dynamo comes synonymous with the word magic. I really want people to believe in my magic, because then anything is possible. At the end of his book, Dynamo says, quote, I'm not meant to be able to walk on water or fly through the air, but I do. I'd urge anyone else to truly believe they can do whatever they want to. Nothing is impossible. As mentioned earlier, Dynamo's 2013 book is called Nothing is Impossible. The Bible also uses almost the exact same words. However, the big is that it says nothing shall be impossible with God. God is the only one with whom all things are possible. The limited signs and wonders performed by these magicians with the help of the devil are simply what God allows them to do because he gives men free will and allows them to be deceived and used by evil spirits. Knowing if you believe and you want it enough. As a magician, I think everything is possible. Belief that anything is possible. Chris Angel quote, my work is to make you believe that anything is possible. An overwhelming desire to accomplish whatever you set out to do, even if it means risking your life. Magic is also a false religion because top performers frequently and unnecessarily risk their lives for the entertainment of others. Violation of God's commandment. In fact, many magicians admit that they constantly put their lives at risk for the entertainment of others. And it's just really good to have everyone talking. The thing I love most is that I get to do what I love. I put my life at risk at sometimes, like in this instance, for people's entertainment pleasure. And I just hope I keep enjoying it. You're not going to believe our show. Tonight, I'm going to hang upside down from a burning rope and risk my life for your entertainment pleasure. We are minutes away from David Copperfield putting his life on the line. Once the torch starts burning, he'll be on a 90-second race with death. Tonight, what I'm going to attempt is not an illusion, but rather an escape where the consequences could be deadly. I'm willing to do whatever it takes, to, and if that means risking my life, then that's exactly what I have to do. Tonight could end catastrophically. 
In his book, Behind the Illusion, Darcy Oak describes himself by saying, quote, I'm a real person who's prepared to put his life on the line for your entertainment. In a sick sort of way, I really like being in danger and getting myself out of those situations. Darren Brown's acts of, quote, entertainment included risking his life playing Russian roulette on live TV. Brown put the to his head while pulling the trigger, attempting to avoid the one loaded chamber. And also, James, I've signed a disclaimer. I've signed a form that uh, absolves you from any legal responsibility for this. All right. Crinchel, quote, I know my family worries about me and my insane attempts at life or death situations. Yes, I've, uh, I, the show is incredibly dangerous. I put my life on a line to do a lot of these demonstrations. And this season, more than ever, I felt like, is this going to be the demonstration? It's going to be the nail in my coffin. It was nuts, but I knew that if I was to die, I was going to die doing my art form. So that, you know, people don't really push their own limits of what is possible. I really am possessed with pushing my I'm going to push it too far one day. Pain is a beautiful thing. When you are alive, people can watch me do it and experience it through me because I obviously wouldn't want anybody to try this at home. This is, this is like life or death. Making a conscious decision to go forward with what I do. And if that should happen, then, you know, that's the consequences of playing with fire. Anything I have to do, I put my put my body in our way to do anything. I, I do it for these guys. And in this clip, Dynamo says he is willing to die while performing magic because it may actually help spread the false religion of magic. I believe magic is an art form, and I want to completely try and progress the art and move forward with it. So, you know, I've got to push myself out of my comfort zone. Yes. And, you know, if I die for the art, well, then at least I'll have pushed it forward. See, that, that's where we would disagree on this. You don't want to die for your art. Stephen, what's going on with you? <laughs> you know, I want to leave a legacy. The most terrifying thing I've done whilst filming Mission Impossible was a few weeks ago, actually, in LA. I was on top of the LA Times building, leaning over the edge, just before I walked down the wall. And it was terrifying. It was exhilarating all at the same time, but it was scary. My next stunt that I'm working on is much more dangerous than the ice was. And the next stunt, I could easily die if anything goes wrong. So I'm gonna do that here. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna get roped up, cuffed up by the police, locked up, I'm going to have lead boots strapped on like the monsters and gangsters used to drown the bodies in the river. And I'm going to be attached to a helicopter or put off the top of the tower bridge. So they can release straight down into the river. Now when you hit water from that height, it's like hitting pavement. It's very serious. When you hit it that high, if you're off one centimeter, you're dead. The trouble is, we've watched, you know, what's next. I mean, the sort of path that you're on, it's getting more and more dangerous, isn't it? We want you around, there. Well, the next one I decide, I'm going to take all safety measures out. So the way the safety divers are able to jump in and invade the space because they're worried for me the next one there will be no ability for anybody to enter so it's me either doing it or not doing it but nobody can interfere i'd rather come out in a body bag than come out in the middle of it some people think i have a death wish for me death is when i'm most alive david blaine quote i appreciated chabert's act because he was really risking his life after i was buried alive for a week i knew i had to do something that was far more dangerous yeah, it really looks like it's almost... Yeah, it's in there. Okay. You can see the bottom. Is it possible to see? Do the top. See it going through. Yeah. Oh, you know what you could do? 
Here, you can pull it out for me. On a number of occasions, Blaine has stuck sharp objects right through parts of his body. Not only does he have no pain while he does this, there is no blood and no evidence of an entrance or exit wound when the blade is taken out. See how it looks like That's the worst thing I've ever really seen in my life. What are you doing? See how really believable. Oh, I'm not good with this. That's crazy. See that? How are you? Wait, what, what do you mean, how are you doing it? You've stuck a needle through your arm. It looks pretty real, right? I'm sorry, I don't understand. How is that not real? What do you mean it looks pretty real? <laughs> well, it looks really real, right? I don't understand. Right, okay. Obviously, if that is if that is a trick, how is that a trick? How is that not a needle going through your arm? You know what, Ricky, here, do me a favor. Grab the needle right here. Yeah? And pull it out so you can see the magic trick. Go ahead, grab it. Okay, grab what do you mean? Pull it out, out, all right, it's coming. Yeah, yeah, pull it out. Good. Pull it right out. Right, okay. Pull it out. Is that needle going through your arm? I'll pull it out. You'll see how it works. Pull it. Oh, I don't understand. Oh, David, what have you done? Are you a maniac? This is real. Sorry, this is real. That's real. That's not a trick. There was a man from the Netherlands named Mirren Dadger. Hanging around pubs, he made money by letting people pierce his body with, quote, dagger-like objects. He also swallowed glass and razor blades. He was also able to have swords and other items pass right through his body, quote, astounding the medical community. Dajo allowed doctors themselves to pierce him. Dajo even ran several laps in front of doctors with a blade right through his body. He said he could do this because he had, according to Dajo's assistant, the help of several guardian angels. Dajo said his message and mission was to unite mankind. During Dajo's early years, he had all sorts of, quote, paranormal experiences and claimed to be a prophet. In 1947, headlines read that Dajo was, quote, like a second messiah. Dajo's angels would tell him what tests he had to subject his body to. In 1948, these angels told Dajo to eat a steel needle. Shortly after he did this, one of his arteries ruptured, killing him. When the devil has concluded that he used a magician long enough, he may decide to kill him. If God allows the devil to kill the human instrument he's using, that person dies and descends into the eternal torments of hell. The angels that were helping Dajo during his life were fallen angels, that is to say, demons. The Bible says that Satan will transform himself into an angel of light in order to deceive people. Practicing the false religion of magic, which is of the devil, not of God, is similar to eating the forbidden fruit. It is to accept the same kind of, quote, offer the devil made originally in the Garden of Eden. This has been made throughout all of human history. If you just break God's law, Satan says, quote, you shall be as gods. Uh, I'm not him. I'm Jabri, the God. I created angels. I'm the king of the world. And that would move it. You need to have this. I look at people's faces. You can start a religion at that movement. David Copperfield, one of the best magicians of all time. How are you feeling? I'm feeling very good. It's warm out. Thank you for the weather. You can give me credit for the weather because, you know, I'm a magician. I, I could make it happen if you want to give me the credit. That's true. Well, I think magic in itself, obviously, is taking Mother Nature and turning it upside down. It's, uh, it's, it's taking Mother Nature and saying, hey, ignore the rules that life gives you, you know, the fact that you can't float, and you can't disappear, and you can't be sawed in half, and things aren't supposed to appear and disappear. That 
throw that out the window and we're going to disarm you and suspend and suspend your disbelief, leave your doubts at the door, and we're going to share something fantastic. That's obvious what, that's what I'm going to do, no matter what. Magic is everywhere, in everyone, in every place. 